are going to demand that you wear a veil. And, and I'm worried that you're not going to know where to buy a veil. <laughs> so I was just worrying with them, you know, things like that, and worrying that some of them, they, they weren't going to let drive-by hospitals anymore, you know, just because of uh, just doctors and nurses not having a job anymore because of them driving by. And then I worried with them. I said, I'm worried that the manifest glory from your church, because they're right by a main highway, that the manifest glory was going to waft out of the church and waft onto the highway. <laughs> and I was worried that um, the city was going to notice that people would have difficulty driving by in that area and would lower the speed limit and then would have pilot cars, pilot cars guiding the cars by the church. And I was worried that people in the community would become upset about that. And I got a testimony. By the way, some would say that's just ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. You shouldn't be worried about things like that. You should become more realistic. No, God hasn't called us to be realistic. He's called us to be supernatural. You say, you know, if God wanted us to, th to think with limitation, he did a bad job. If God wanted us to think with, you know, limited thinking, I mean, man, he, he did a real poor job. There's a few verses. I mean, uh, what what Paul say in, in Philippians 4.13? What do you say? I can do some things. How many things? All things. Wow. That doesn't sound very limited to me. Hmm. Somebody just go, hmm. Hmm. Jesus said, nothing is impossible to him who believes. He said in another place, all things are possible. To him who believes. Jesus said, these things that I do in John 14, you will do also. And greater things. Say greater things. I mean, greater things will you do. I mean, I, I, I like what he did. Whew. Controlled weather. Walked on water. Man, I mean, there's just a few. Raise the dead. Greater things. Um, greater Ephesians 3.20, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond all that you, you can ask or think or imagine. Wow. According to what? The power that works where? Works in, in me, in you. Whew. It's not something. It's, not, it's according to the power that works in us. I mean, uh, man, I can think about. You know, pilot cars having to guide people through the glory. <laughs> I can think that. And, and so the, the, it was funny, I, I shared that. About six weeks later, the pastor there, his name is Maddie, he emails me. He says, hey, I got a testimony for you. He said, somebody was driving by our church. <laughs> who had never been in church before, 
And while they were driving by, they started crying. And they did not know why they were crying. And they looked up. There's a church there. And that person started going to their church. Some would say, well, you know, <clears throat> you should be more realistic. And, you know, what if the things you start worrying about doesn't happen? Well, that hasn't seemed to bother us in the negative. Hasn't seemed to bother us, you know. So why should it bother us in the positive? Even if 85% even if of what you worry about doesn't happen, you had a whole lot more fun worrying. By the way, there's, there's um, somebody in the room who's prone to worry in the negative. The Lord's actually got an anointing on your life to set people free from negative worry. If somebody in this room is, who's going to have a high-level ministry, and some it may already be functioning, but it's going to go to higher, you're going to set people free from negative worry. And your battle with negative worry gives you compassion and insight. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's probably you. <laughs> what, a, what a joy it is to be back in Powell at Zion. Who, who for, who's the, this is your first meeting with me this weekend. Anybody here? Yeah, welcome. About maybe 10, 15 of you. Welcome. We've been having a great time. And just, uh, you know, I, we missed last year. And... Now, it's so good to be back. I think this is fifth, sixth time. I don't know how many times. Probably fifth, fifth, sixth time. And just love what's here. Love pastors Jim and Mary, the team here. You guys are significant in what God's doing. And uh, just, to, you know, just the assignment that we have, Wendy and I, by the way, she sends her love. And um, the assignment is, is that we're here to ignite your hope. That, that's, our, that's our assignment. And what's that? It's working. Yay. Just say, it's working. And I've got a great team of four students from the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry who have been serving. Why don't you guys come on up? They've been serving the whole weekend, doing such a great job. They did last night. They did individual prayer stations, and I heard good reports. Man, they're prophesying machines. I mean, they, this morning they just were releasing such good things, and um, I thought I'd just uh, just give them each just an opportunity tonight. They've been praying over you, and I'm excited to hear what, what, what they're going to say. So, by the way, Mara is one of your own here from this church, and she's serving on my team, such a blessing, and just thank you for raising her up, and then Yvette's from South Africa. She's a third year also serving. Yaku is from South Africa, second-year student. And then Mike is from the United Kingdom, a second-year student at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. And, and they're just uh, they're a blessing. So you, are you going to start off, Mom? Yep. Hi, guys. Um, so I've been given... The Lord's been talking to me a lot about um, busyness and productivity, and uh, they're two different things. And I just felt like maybe there's there's someone in here, maybe a handful, and there's this feeling of like, 
the busier I am, the holier I'll be, the busier I am, the more work I can get done, the better I can get some things done, you know, the more I can, I can push myself and push myself and just work myself to the groan, then I'll be, you know, holy and whatever else. And the Lord is breaking that off tonight. The Lord is breaking off that need for performance. He's breaking off that need for like performance and stress and that constant feeling of like, ah, I'm never going to be good enough. And um, I just felt the Lord also say over that person, whoever that is, Psalm 47, um, verse 10, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. It says, surrender your anxiety, be silent and stop your striving and you will see that I am God. I'm the God above all the nations and I will be exalted throughout the whole earth. So whoever that is, just take this for yourself. The Lord is saying, surrender your anxiety. Remember that he is God. Remember there is nothing you can do to, to push yourself. He's going to keep pushing you forward. He's going to keep moving you forward. Just stay in communion with him. Remember he is, he is God. You are not. And he is completely in control. And, yeah, all that hard stuff is just going to begin to break off for you guys tonight. God is on the move. I'm very excited. Um, can I ask you to come up and share the testimony? I have two minutes. If you could share, just in case, please, because I actually want to release that. God is on that. It is powerful. Um, God is releasing business ideas and finances. And... Uh, we have a testimony of what happened on Thursday night, and I want you to share it, and then we're going to release it and see what he does. <laughs> I'm not usually up on stage. <laughs> um, I uh, am starting a fitness business, and it's kind of like a Christian yoga. It's taking our God into the little G God's world and taking it back. And um, it's been going nowhere. In October, I stopped exercising. I'm like, this is going nowhere. I come Thursday, these <laughs> people of God, <laughs> the, these warriors of the word, they were like, business ideas are going to fall. Business ideas are going to fall. Just idea after idea, increase. And then last night, it was going to move from silver to gold. And Steve also said, one idea, like your friend's uh, mirrors. Yeah. And... and so I walk into a shake shop because I ate six Oreos this morning because <laughs> I didn't I didn't go to exercise class because this has been like 11 o'clock at night getting home and I was put the sixth one down I said no I'm gonna go get a protein shake <laughs> I walk in and get my protein shake this girl is trying to jump over the counter she's like we had a meeting the owner wants you to come in here and bring classes. And there's Amen. and there's three shops in this city, and we want to move you into all of them. Two nights. Six contracts. Six contracts, two nights. If that is you, if you are in need of financial breakthrough or a business idea, I want you to stand. He is the God of doing it again. That is who he is. Yes, Lord. I just bless you.
in Jesus' name. And I say, do it again, Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, good evening. Um, yeah, so the Lord gave me a couple of words of knowledges, um, which I'm going to go after. But I, want, but I want to start with the lady with the red checkered shirt. Are you looking down? Just stand for me. <laughs> You've been highlighted to me. What is your name? Tristan. Tristan, I see that you are, um, that God is calling you and is, uh, and is raising up like a Deborah. And he's going to give you influence in, um, are you studying? Currently? Wonderful. I'm actually seeing that God is going to give you influence on campus ministries. And he's going to make you a leader on, on campuses where you're going to influence younger women and lead them in, in, uh, into identity and freedom. Um, yeah, so I, I just see uh, of your life such, such a gift of leadership and influence. So I just want to bless you with that. Amen. Then I uh, sense the first group of people, I sense that, that there are people here that, that are struggling currently with severe hopelessness, even though Steve is here, and I, and I believe it's a catalytic weekend for you, but se se severe hopelessness, and you're actually having thoughts of suicide. If, you, if that you could, could you just maybe stand, I, I'm going to call you out, and then, and then it's all, and then it's pray for you. Uh, hopelessness, that's actually, uh, you, you're struggling with thoughts of, of, of suicide. Maybe on YouTube, that you, you can also stand. I just release it. Um, then the second group of you, I felt they, 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 there are people that are actually struggling with um, irritable bowel syndrome and food allergies. If you can maybe just stand for me. Any form of food allergy, any form of bowel syndrome issues. Thank you, ma'am. The third group I'm actually picking up is that there are people that are struggling with, with, with extreme anxiety and fear. And you are actually afraid to go to bed at night because you are being attacked at night and you are struggling with, 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 with nightmares at night. People that are struggling with anxiety and fear, especially in the night. Like a phobia to go, to go to bed. And the last group of people, I think um, Yvette dealt with it. I felt that there's business people in the room that, that you feel stuck. You, you, you feel like you, you can't get, there's no, no solution. You, you can't get over your problem um, and you feel stuck in business and if that's maybe you you can also stand okay so I, I, I just want to pray for you father I want to just I just want to release over these people your shalom peace God and I thank you Lord that by the stripes of Jesus all food allergies is gone in Jesus name and, and we declare over this church that it's a food allergy zone free place for God and Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for, it, for any business people, God. I, I, I just release solutions and heavenly ideas, God, that you will give them so, so that they can know what is the next step in the name of Jesus. Father, I just also release over these people peace, Lord God, for all of those who struggle with anxiety and fear. I just declare peace, Lord God. And, and, I, and I say your sleep will be sweet at night. And, and you will have angelic visitations and God will give you dreams at night in the name of Jesus. So I thank you, Lord, for these beautiful people of yours. Let your kingdom come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amazing. <laughs> you know, even as Christians, we sometimes struggle with guilt and shame. And 
tonight, God is breaking that off of your life because of what Jesus did on the cross. See, we think Jesus forgave my sins because I was in debt to him, and now I, he's making me his slave because I was a slave before, and all I know is being a slave. But actually, the price that Jesus paid didn't clear the debt so much as it said, this is the value that I recognize that you have. This is your worth in my eyes. This is how good I think you are. And so tonight, he's causing a shift in your identity because he's saying, I paid a high price because you're worth it, because you are valuable because I love you. Nothing that you have done, are doing, or could do could get in the way of my pursuit of you, my love for you, my desire for you. And I'm going to leave it with what the sound that the little boy released into the room. <laughs> Yeah, you guys stay up here. Wow, good job. Um, you just, Mara's going to stay up here, and then you guys are good. And um, Mara, yeah. there's some things going on at Igniting Hope Ministries, and you're a part of that. That is true. Um, can we possibly get the slides up that I had sent? Um, sorry, I forgot to let you guys know this earlier. So part of my role with Igniting Hope and being a third year with Steve is I'm the event planner and coordinator. Um, for them, and that's part of my like third year experience. And uh, we've got a lot of exciting things coming up. So can we bring up, thank you, Wes, the Abounding Hope and Joy slide? Awesome. So this is Steve and Wendy's first multi-day in Reading conference. Um, it is going to be April 25th through the 27th in Reading. It's called the Abounding Hope and Joy conference, and uh, it's going to change lives. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I just like, want to come visit Reading. I want to come see Bethel. This is a really good time to do that, guys. This is, you can come, you can be a part of, you know, this conference that is just being filled by both Steve and Wendy and everything that they teach. It's just kind of a two-day intensive, wouldn't you say, about, yeah. about you know, abounding in hope and joy. And so... Um, it's going to be April 25th through the 27th. You can register online at ignitinghope.com. Um, this is a great, great, great excuse to come see Reading and just come be a part of what God's doing. Yeah. You know, Reading, uh, Bethel Church is like the Christian Disneyland. <laughs> it really is. If you haven't, you know, been there and, you know, some, it's just such a great uh, opportunity, we believe, not only to experience this, which is going to be so powerful. It's going to take this message and expand it out. Plus, you have Wendy's uh, great wisdom. And then just hang out at Bethel. Um, speaking of Wendy's great wisdom, we can you pull up the Feasting on the Spirit slide? Maybe? Oh, well, let's do this one first. So Negativity Fast, Positivity Feast. We, uh, uh, this is, it started, it used to be starting on March 10th. March 10th. It goes through all of Lent, and it's essentially a Lent fast. You, you fast all your negativity, all the negative thoughts, you kind of detox, you get rid of it all, and then you feast on the positivity of the Lord and everything he's saying. Uh, any other thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, and then 
that is starts March 10th, you said? Again, ignitinghope.com. And then the next slide, maybe. This is um, Wendy Backlund's 28-day online devotional, Feasting on the Spirit. Again, online, ignitinghope.com. This um, did used to be just, it used to be like annual, and now we've made it available year-round. So you can go online at any time and sign up. Um, 28 days, it's, it's a Wendy devotional. She's got videos and blogs and just like writings and scriptures and really just get to pour in and feast on what the Holy Spirit's doing and really feed your spirit and um, just encounter God. So it's a specific 28-day devotional for feasting on the spirit. Um, it's just full of Wendy's wisdom and everything the Lord's doing. So that's online as well at ignitinghope.com. Good job, Mara. Yay. We're going we're gonna to give you an opportunity. We have clipboards if you want to. Some of you already signed up for our newsletter. We want to give you that opportunity if you want to be connected to what Igniting Hope Ministries is doing. Um, and if you don't, you get enough stuff. Don't feel any obligation to sign up. But I wanted to give an opportunity for those of you because we're, um, our ministry, we're, we're going to change the world. And we want to partner with people. Who, who have that heart, and we do a lot of resources. I do a weekly podcast that's powerful. Um, I do a weekly blog. We have online events. So we'll try to put a clipboard in each section. So we have a section here, section here. Uh, we're going to start in the back. Hopefully it will make its way through to the front. I, I have confidence that it will get there. And we good? All right. You guys good out there? You know, uh, there's no hopeless circumstances, only hopeless people. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. And how many of you know God likes to partner with people who are unreasonably optimistic? God likes to partner with people who are unreasonably optimistic. Can you imagine David going after Goliath today? Hey, David, we're looking on our phones here. And before you uh, go after Goliath, we just want to let you know what the experts are saying. The experts are saying you're being unreasonably optimistic and that you should go back to the fields and settle for life as it is. The experts are saying what's actually going to happen is you're going to get killed. Let's laugh at that. <laughs> hey, Ezekiel, before you prophesy to the dry bones, we want to let you know what the experts are saying. <laughs> the experts are saying you must not know how dry they really are or you wouldn't be so optimistic. They're suggesting that you do a deeper study on the bone's dryness and, and that you do some spiritual mapping on why they're so dry. So then you'll become more realistic. Because what the experts are saying is that when you speak to the bones, nothing is going to happen. But, yep, let's laugh at that. Thank you, Jim, for jumping the gun. <laughs> I 
I love hope. You know, you look at, um, again, Romans 15, 13. It says, now, say now. Now may the God of hope fill you. How many want to get filled by the God of hope now? I mean, it's, now, it's, he says now. We don't have to wait till next week. We don't have to wait till next year. We don't have to wait till a sovereign move of God. We can now. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Now hope has two buddies who hang out with him. One's called all joy. The other's called peace. You can't get hope without all joy and peace. And then it says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Say in believing. And it goes on to say that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You become a hope abounder. You get the Tigger anointing. I used to have the Eeyore anointing. Oh, it's rough. Things are only going to get worse. Just keep watching CNN and Fox News. Just keep feeding on out. And you'll know what the truth is. <laughs> I want to be, I want to be Tigger-esque. I remember my daughter Heidi was about five, and I had never heard of Winnie the Pooh. I see her watching Winnie the Pooh, and I see this bouncing tiger. And I heard this, Steve, welcome to one of your new mentors. <laughs> new mentor. Now, I love, if you boil, we, we said this last night, if you boil Romans 15, 13 down to its essence, it's now may the God of hope fill you in believing. So again, increased hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth instead of lies. Now, one of the things that um, I love, I, I travel a lot, I rent a lot of cars, and sometimes when I'm renting cars, I'll turn the engine on and there's something playing on the radio I do not like. Wouldn't it be a bummer if I thought, oh no, now I have to listen to this on the whole trip. You'd say, you'd say Steve, take a deep breath and hear these words. You are powerful. You are powerful. You can change the channel and listen to what you want to listen to. Wow, that's amazing. I'm powerful. Did you say I'm powerful? I remember I was in Oklahoma City a while back, and I got a, I got a car I rented, and there was a, a brand-new car. I turned the car engine on. There's something playing I do not like. And I could not figure out how to change the channel. I mean, it had all these buttons in between the seats, knobs, buttons, and, 
you know, and then it had a screen up there with arrows, and man, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pushing things, I'm turning things, I, I can't even turn it down. I couldn't figure it out. About a half an hour, 45 minutes, I'm still driving, I don't want to hear that stuff. I hear that. And then I, then I finally figured it out. Someone say yay. yay. Finally figured out how to, how to listen to what I wanted to listen to. You know, in this room, there, there's all kinds of, if we have a proper receiver, there's all kinds of stations or, or things that we can tune into and hear. And just like, not only in the natural, but in the spirit, there's all kinds of channels we can tune into. The devil, he has a lot of, he has a lot of channels. He's got the accuser of the brethren channel. I tune in every once in a while. <laughs> Sounds so true. <laughs> I've got to, it feels strong. I listen to more of that. <laughs> there's the you are a failure channel. Tune in every once in a while. Yeah, I kind of tune tune in and listen to that, you know. Sometimes those I, I I I those channels are playing in my self talk, and I can't figure out how to change it. It's playing. Want to change it? I mean, people in the Bible like Gideon. I mean, he was li he was listening to the "It's Too Late" channel. He was tuned in, Judges 6. If you haven't read the story, read it. Great story. He, he was listening to the God has abandoned us channel. He was listening to there's no more miracles channel. He was listening to because I come from a bad family. I can't have future significance channel. By the way, let's just laugh at all those channels. Uh -huh. God says, I want, I, Gideon, I want you to change the channel. I want you to listen to the You Are a Great Leader channel. I want you to listen to You Can Change a Nation channel. I want you to listen to You Are a Mighty Warrior channel. I want you to change the channel. Abraham was listening to the you know, it's a popular channel for some, even in this day. He was listening to the You Are Too Old channel. <laughs> Let's just laugh at that channel. <laughs> You're too old channel. <laughs> God said, change the channel. Once you change the channel to the promise is still true for you. You are a father of a multitude. I want, you, I want you to actually start listening to that. Not that you're too old. Peter, he was listening to, after he denied Christ, you, you've, you've failed too much to have future significance channel. God said, change the channel. Feed my sheep. You're, you're a great leader channel. Moses was listening to the, because you can't speak well en enough, you can't, be a great leader channel. Let's laugh at that channel as well. Ha uh ha. -huh. Uh -huh. Change the channel. 
you're a deliverer channel. I, you know, I was thinking about that. Yeah, I'll give you a hint of how you know you're listening to the wrong channel. If what you're listening to doesn't give you hope, change the channel. Even when God corrects you, there'll be hope. You know what I'm hearing over this meeting? God's supernatural releasing grace to change your self-talk channel. You say, I can't figure it out. This stuff keeps playing. I've tried all the stuff, made declarations, got a so-so. Laughed at lies. Stuff still playing. Turned all the knobs. I know how to turn. You know, I got, I got a word for you. You'll figure it out. You're going to figure it out. Just say, I'm going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. Uh, you, you are. I mean, you know, the, the only thing the devil has is a lie. It's the only power he's got. All he's got is a mouth. He's been defeated and disarmed. He has no feet, no arms. You can give me a courtesy laugh on that one. <laughs> courtesy laugh. Make, make the speaker feel good. And, you know, just this whole thing, and, and I, I want to go after all joy tonight, <clears throat> but I want to just say a few more things about, about hope. And I can't trust any conclusion in my life that doesn't have hope attached to it. As uh, six months or go or so, I was battling for hope. I was just, man, there was just an area in my life. And any, any of you have those areas that just kind of look hopeless? I mean, just, you know, you know just, I, was, I was just, I had an area, and I was just, you know, in a moment, you know, guys, kind of tired. How many know you, you should never make a major conclusion when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? <laughs> so I'm not in a good place. I'm just kind of, ah, you know. Uh, you know, just thinking about a family situation and just uh, feeling a little hopeless. And I go to Wendy and, I, and talking to Wendy about it. You know, saying, man, I just, I just felt hopeless about that thing. And, you know, just uh, struggling. And she asked me a question. It's a great question. That's a question. Yeah, she, she said, Steve, what do you need to believe to have hope in that area? Hmm, that, don't, that changes everything. What do I need to believe to have hope? Because that is the question. Because if I can answer that, what do you need to believe to have hope for America? What do you need to believe to have hope for your finances? What do you need to believe to have hope for that area of personal struggle? It, it's, it's the question. And, and when, when you start asking that question, guess what? The Lord gets excited. So I just say tonight, thank you, Lord, just for that revelation uh, of truth, because believing truth will lead to hope, and hope is the beginning point of transformation. You guys receive that? Well, I want to I talk about all joy. Anybody here too joyful? There's a couple of you I'm kind of concerned about, <laughs> a little worried, <laughs> a little worried about 
But Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy. So all joy comes with hope. Now, I used to like hope, but I didn't like joy. And I remember in the early 90s, a phenomenon broke out called holy laughter. Be a meeting like this. Someone who was not planning on laughing would start laughing. They would try to stop laughing and could not. Sometimes whole sections of people who were planning on laughing, who weren't planning on laughing, would start laughing, try to stop laughing, and could not. Ushers did not know what to do. Sometimes preachers would, would come up to preach, <laughs> fully, fully planning on preaching, and they would open their mouth, and all that would come out would be laughter. I observed that, and I was troubled and uncomfortable. <laughs> troubled and uncomfortable. I, I said, God may want us a little happy, but I don't think he wants us that happy. I said, I'm going to look in the Bible and see if joy's actually in there. Because I don't think it's in there that much. <laughs> and I found out it's in there all over. Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I've got a theory that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. I've got a theory that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. I used to reserve, I'd say, well, I'll be joyful at the, at the end of the battle when all these things are resolved, all unresolved situations are resolved, all relationships that aren't what I want them to be or what, are what they should be. All my, I've got financial, I'm okay financially and all that, no personal weaknesses, then I'll be joyful. Let's laugh it up. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. I need joy, I mean, I need joy in the middle of the battle. I, I, I'm, with, uh, I'm with great influencers tonight. I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I, you, you guys need joy now. Whoo! Man, I got a lot of things right now that if I thought about them too long, they'd zap me of my joy. You got those things too, don't you? There's no convenient season to walk in joy. Pretty much for everybody tonight, tonight's just not a good night to walk in radical joy. Let's, let's laugh at that. <laughs> joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. <laughs> then we, we've been talking about uh, Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart is good like medicine. Dr. God says, Steve, I've got a prescription for you. I want you to laugh heartily three times a day. Why don't we just laugh at that? Ha ha. Science has proven that. You can just do an online search, he laughter, health, and you'll just find out that, that laughter benefits your health. Just imagine that. Imagine that. People with high blood pressure have lowered their high blood pressure through laughter. Uh, people, it, it builds up your immune system to fight off disease. 
let's just do an experiment and just laugh for about 10 seconds on the count of three. One, two, three. Ha, 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 ha. You know what I, I heard? Just keep laughing. I'll tell you this. Uh, I heard that even fake laughter has health benefits. Ha, ha. I heard it even fake laughter. And Wendy and I, we used to only, used to laugh really on the inside. Someone would say, no. <laughs> Lord says there's no health benefits for just laughing on the inside. Psalm 1611, what's it say? In his presence is halfness of joy. Oh, how much? Full, fullness. Wow, that's a lot of joy. We may not be outrageously joyful every time we're in his presence, but if we're never outrageously joyful in his presence, we might not be as much in his presence as we thought we were. Let's laugh at that as well. <laughs> a chronic lack of joy is a representation of an incomplete God encounter. A chronic lack of joy is a representation of an incomplete God encounter. David prayed in Psalm 51, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. I don't want to get as low as David to pray that prayer. Committed adultery, murder, he prayed that. But I, I say it right now. Lord, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Why don't you just pray that with me? Lord, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Wow. It says in, in Psalm 100, what's it say? Serve the Lord with grumbling. No, it says serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Wow. Serve the Lord with gladness. Imagine that. Gladness. I believe this, when we've let go of gladness in a ministry assignment or an assignment from God, we've hit the lid of our influence because gladness is, is a catalytic thing for, for what we're called to do. It says in Hebrews 1.4, Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness above all his companions. Jesus had an oil of gladness. He was the most glad being on the planet. Psalm, uh, Isaiah 61 talks about the oil of joy. I remember when, when the Lord was talking to me about joy, he said, um, Steve, I want you to pull out your oil of gladness dipstick and take a look at it. I pulled it out, and there was nothing on it. I said, Steve, we have problem. What happens to a car that doesn't have any oil? Burns out, it seizes up. So, see, if you want some longevity, I think you need to get the oil of gladness in you. Luke 2.10, <clears throat> the angel is announcing to the shepherds the purpose of baby Jesus. How many think that was an important announcement? How many of the angel didn't just talk off the top of his head? Well, I don't really know what to say. I'll just throw something out. Listen to what the angel said. Of all the things that could have been said, listen to what he said. Behold, 
I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all the people. Wow. Man, of all the things that could have been selected, all the topics of Christianity, the announcement was about great joy. Not a trickle of joy. Great joy. Say great joy. Not just for those who have the right personality, but for all the people. I'm interested in what the angel didn't say. Behold, this baby is going to grow up, build a church, and you better attend. Ha ha. I love that great joy. I've got a, I shared about my dog I used to have named Snoopy this morning. I've got another dog at home. He's a black lab named Duncan. Duncan's one of my joy mentors. When I come home, he has great joy. He doesn't walk up slowly to me. I'm joyful on the inside. He has joy unbarkable and full of glory. He, I mean, he, he, he can't contain, he can't hide his joy. He can't hide it. I mean, he, he, he's just, he's sprinting, he's running, oh, and he's wagging his tail so hard, I'm concerned he's going to pull a back muscle. His concern, his joy. <laughs> but the verse that really gets me is Romans 14, 17. It says the kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy is one-third of the kingdom. Someone just go, hmm, 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 one-third of the kingdom, hmm. Yeah, maybe we should prioritize it. I could count on, for the first 15 years of my Christian life, I could count on one hand how many messages I heard on joy. One-third of the kingdom, but nobody's preaching on it. Why? I've got a theory. Because under a religious mindset, it's impossible to be joyful. Because if you are joyful, you're not getting it. Because if you got it, you'd understand God has just about had enough of you. <laughs> he's so frustrated and disappointed with you, he's about ready to implode. You prayed one hour, you should have prayed two. You fasted for three days. But you ate a marshmallow on day two. <laughs> and now God is angry. I don't even like marshmallows, but it, it looks so good. 
religion only celebrates and becomes joyful with perfection. But families celebrate and become joyful with progress. Religion only celebrates and becomes joyful with perfection, but families celebrate and become joyful with progress. There's not much joy in in performance-based, religion-based churches because we don't deserve to be joyful. Now, families celebrate progress. Remember, I've got seven grandchildren. Someone say yay. And remember, I think it was our oldest learning to walk, Caden. His mom, Heidi, our daughter, would send us texts saying, Caden took a step. I'd read that. I'd become joyful. Hey, Wendy, Caden took a step. Hey, everybody, our grandson took a step. Yeah. Heidi never sent us a text. Caden fell down again. Caden fell down 50 times a day. He's such a disappointment to us. He's an, he's an embarrassment to our church. I mean, to our family. If parents were like many Christian leaders, here's what they would say to their toddler who's trying to walk and falling down. Quit trying to walk. You're being presumptuous and prideful. It's clear you do not have the gift of walking. Because if you had the gift of walking, you wouldn't be struggling so much. Besides, if you had the gift of walking, you'd already be walking. Don't you know walking ceased with the apostles? What's your name, by the way? Yeah. Hey, Megan. I like you. <laughs> glad, glad you're there. What did I say? Oh, yeah. Walking seas with the apostles. <laughs> did you like that? Yeah. It's clear that in God's infinite wisdom and superior sovereignty, he has predestined you with the gift of crawling. (laughs) Be content in the state you're in. God wants you to be a walker. He'll zap you. You'll instantaneously start walking. Poof. Let's laugh at that. Ah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Those who succeed most also seem to fail most. I used to think I had a good year because I didn't fail. The Lord says, yes, Steve, but you didn't do anything either. One of the books we wrote, I remember, we had a 
huge typo in it. We misspelled the word forward. Let's not laugh at that, Jim. Let's <laughs> not, not laugh. I mean, man, you know, edit, do everything we can, purchase a bunch of books. Someone comes up and says, I'm so sorry. We spelled it like the f going forward, F-O-R-W-A-R-D, rather than the other forward. Yeah, I'm so, so sorry. I saw that. I first, I first had a little, but then I thought, wow, wow, wow. I remember those who succeed most also seem to fail most. Because I'm trying, at least I'm trying to do something. I'm trying. Perfectionism stops people from giving God something to work with. The spirit, by the way, this meeting, I, I saw something, and we were, I think we've been talking about it as a team. Um, there, there's, there's perfectionism. People are going to get delivered from perfection, perfectionistic spirit tonight. And there's people in this room, the Lord, you're going you're gonna to start doing some things. And you're going you're gonna to create something. You're going to start walking in some areas in your life that you've been stumbling in, and you, you created an identity out of it that you can't do it. And that thing's getting broken off tonight. I like to laugh at lies. If you've been here, you, you know that uh, laughter is a powerful spiritual weapon that breaks off the absurdity of getting our beliefs from our past experience. Let's, let me just, I'm going to give you a couple situations. I want you to laugh at these things. You guys ready? I want you, I want you to laugh heartily, too. I mean, just, just really go for it. Let, let's, let's, let's accomplish a few different things, get rid of some bad beliefs, and also help our health tonight. All right, you guys ready? Let's laugh. laugh at this. If you tried to speak in front of others and it was difficult, it means you do not have the gift of speaking. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, If you tried to lead people and it didn't work out well, and you struggled, and it was hard, it means you do not have the gift of leadership. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha. Ha. <laughs> Let's give an extra laugh on that one. <laughs> if you try to walk in joy and hope, and it's hard, man, you say, oh, oh, I'm doing hard. I try to walk, and I keep falling down. It means you do not have the ability or the gift to walk in joy and hope. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. If you try to do relationships well and you struggle, you step on relational landmines. It means you do not have the gift of doing relationships well. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Let's give a hearty laughter now. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. If you find yourself getting offended all the time and you try to walk in being no offense, non-offended person, but you fall down and get offended, it means you do not have the ability to walk in no offense. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. 
You know, it's just when you actually start getting this and you start celebrating progress. I'm celebrating progress. I just, I just love to celebrate. You know, religious mindset, we can't celebrate ourselves. Can't celebrate me. Mm-mm. That'd be wrong. Let's laugh at that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But there's so many areas where I'm doing better in. Man, there's areas I want to I want to grow in. But I, I love to say, you know, <coughs> why do we why do we tend to focus on, you know, one? Why do we create an identity out of a failure that might have been just one thing when we've had so many more successes in our life? And so. And the joy piece is really linked because joy and childlikeness is linked and you actually start celebrating you and getting joyful. And, um, you know, I mean, you, you take this message with, with other things the Lord's shown you, but my opinion is, is that the body of Christ is joy deficient. And, and there's people, and, and my, I have an opinion that at least one-third of us, if, if joy is one-third of the kingdom, at least one-third of us should feel that it's our one of our primary callings in, in the body of Christ is to release joy. Probably out of a group like this, there's going to be more than one-third to make up for other churches. <laughs> and it's an amazing thing when you start valuing joy. One-third of the kingdom. Just start valuing it. I... I uh, I didn't ask, the, the Lord just said, I'm going to give you a joy assignment to confound the wise. I didn't ask for it, I just, he just gave it to me. Because he's so desperate to find people who will actually release it. And, and, and you know, just let me, let me ask you a question. How, just think about this. How many of you, you feel like, hey, you know, one of your primary callings is, is, to release joy, not, not your own, only column, but one of your primary. Just, just stand up if you feel like that's you, if that's you. And if you're not standing, it's okay. But I want to, because we're, we're not all called to do it. But I, I, if you're standing, or if you're sitting around somebody who's standing, just, just tell them, we need you. All right, so just, this is exciting. Look at, look at, just, just look around. Just look around here. Yeah, look around if you're standing. Yep. <laughs> this, is a, this is exciting. Wow. And I, I'm, a, I'm a, a fellow joy arsonist. And I, I'm going to commission you tonight. And just, just, yeah, I want you guys, yeah. Yeah, I want you to put your hands up like this. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, just put your hands up. And... and and just uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna release an impartation over you, and you'll never be the same again after tonight. With this, something some some of you already been operating in the joy. It's gonna go to another level. Others of you just have, you know, this is a, a brand new activation <laughs> in your life. And um, so, yeah, there's just um, a couple of ways you're gonna receive this impartation. One is on the count of three, you're gonna release a faith laugh. And just do that. One, two, three. Ha 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 
<laughs> a, a faith laugh. Ha ha. Ha ha. Could you repeat that? <laughs> That's what I thought you said. <laughs> um. <laughs> Could <laughs> you guys can be seated and just kind of, you, you guys, you who are the, the joy arsonist people, just kind of. Just keep receiving. I remember, you know, Mark 2.22, Jesus said you can't put new wine in an old wineskin. How many of you know that verse? <laughs> and I remember the Lord saying, Steve, I've got to oil up your wineskin. I mean, your wineskin is kind of cracked and dry, and I'm going to give you the oil of gladness. I remember I, I was resistant at first, and I, and I remember I'm learning all this, and, and so there's a, a tent ministry called Circuit Rider Tent Ministries that phoned me up when I was pastoring in Nevada, and they said they wanted to bring their tent to Round Mountain, Nevada. And I'm calling these people, they're kind of spawned out of Toronto, the Toronto Blessing, and as a renewal tent. And I remember they called me, and I'm talking to them, and I knew my mind said, Steve, these are the Christians your mom warned you about. <laughs> and I'm the, o I'm the only, I'm the only charismatic Pentecostal church within a long ways in the middle of Nevada. So they want to bring their tent and have me help sponsor it. And so before my mind could say no, my spirit said, yes, please bring your tent. So they bring their tent to my town, Round Mountain, Nevada. And they set their tent up. And they had a sign 
They had a sign on the tent that troubled me. <laughs> and the sign, you want to know what the sign said? <laughs> <laughs> the sign said, the party is here. And as I looked at that sign, I was troubled and uncomfortable. And so there, there's, there's a couple and a man who are leading the tent. And these people are barely functional. I mean, it'd be like this. The guy, one guy would lead worship, and then the preacher, he would, he would crawl to the pulpit. He would crawl, and he'd pull himself up to the pulpit, and he would lean over the pulpit like this. And, it, and he wasn't saying anything, except every once in a while he'd go, Ho! Ho! <laughs> so I'm sitting out there, and I'm thinking... Nothing's happening. And I heard this. Yes, Steve, it's happening. And it's happening in you. Because I'm going to get that thing off you. So I stayed in the tent. They had noon and night meetings for 10 days. I stayed there. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> I was uncomfortable. But then I finally let go. And by the 10th day, I became one of them. I was yo-hoing. Yo ho ho. Whew. I got some joy. I got my wineskin loosened up. Man, I, I I used to have so much more faith in the devil, the devil's ability to deceive me than God's ability to lead me. And I was like in a spiritual straitjacket. <laughs> Just, oh man, just, just paranoid, afraid something's gonna jump on me. I got free, and it's really amazing. You got this joy thing. I mean, you get you get some joy. You just actually go after joy. You know, man, there's, it's like a secret doorway. It's like a secret doorway. I mean, just oh, you, you say the, you know, and you walk through it, and something happens. Something happens to a person who actually walks through the door of joy. Says, I'm going, I'm going to go for it. And, and you know, my, my definition of joy is this. It's the, it's the childlike wonder 
and excitement of working with God instead of working for God. Here's what I want to do. I want to, we're, we're going to end the night in a glorious fire tunnel. I don't know if there's anything you, I don't know if there's anything you want to do before the fire tunnel. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, just, ho, <laughs> ho, ho. Oh, my word. <laughs> well, if we got the ushers come forward, I don't think uh, after the fire tunnel we're going to be any good here. So a couple different ways you can give. And uh, if you could put the slide up because I can't really remember them. Cash, check, credit card, app, website. So, yeah, you can uh, make the checks out to Zion Christian Fellowship. We count it separate for Steve. And appreciate you guys being uh, generous. This is, well, is life-changing stuff. Steve has one of those unique anointings where it just lasts for months. It, just, uh, it wasn't just a good weekend. It just, it just stays with you for months. It's just so good. And so uh, we appreciate you being here. So <laughs> don't start with me. I'm barely holding it together here. <laughs> I'm doing so good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they made him out of tungsten, this thing. It is. I can't even lift it, so I have to have Sean do it. <laughs> well, ushers, go ahead. and yeah, It looks like you're already getting them. Go for it. Again, guys, thank you for being generous. And Steve's got a bunch of great resources out there, and so just clean them out. That's a good word, clean them out. Just clean out those resources. Clean out the resources. So. Steve will be here tomorrow at 10 a.m., and uh, we're kicking off our Columbus School Supernatural Ministry at 5 p.m. tomorrow night. The quarter is on Hearing God and the Prophetic. You do not need to be a student to come. You can come, just check it out, get a feel for it. So we'd love to have you guys tomorrow at 5. And if you like it, you can just keep on coming. So, all right, I'm going to turn it back over to Steve. All right, and I'll explain in a moment what a fire tunnel is in case you haven't been. But I want to I I I do something here. Just, uh, um, is it Megan? Yeah, Megan, I need you just to stand right here just for a moment. Just, just come up here and stand. And, um, Sir, what's your name? Jamal. Jamal I, can I, I just need you to stand up here as well. And then, um, Jaja? Yeah, I just need you to stand here as well. And then, uh, let's see. Um, could, what's your name? I need you up here as well. Is that okay? And also I want you to do, just I felt like, I just felt like if you guys, if you if you could just move forward just a little bit, I just I just if you guys if you guys if you could just turn around and kind of kind of if you could kind of get in a row right here, can you can you just can you, you can't now, because I thought I thought I I think I've got a good idea I got a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, Lyle, oh, that's we forgot. We forgot about this. That's being recorded. Yeah. Well, the, what I just what I wanted you guys to do is if you could just you know I felt like you guys could just re- impart uh, release an impartation. And I thought if you could just lift your hand. Yeah. And just and just and just. Just release whatever, whatever way you want to release it. I just felt like there'd just even be greater breakthrough. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that, that's good. 
Yeah, and just, just take it. Just, just. <laughs> you guys receive this? You know what I love about what I love about joy catalysts? I just what I, what I love about joy catalysts like this is they need to be celebrated. How many know? Yeah. Just people. People who just, you know, they got a hold, they got a hold of a live wire in the spirit realm. <laughs> now here's what we're gonna do. You guys just keep releasing. I'm gonna I'm going to talk about the fire tone. Just whatever it looks like, just keep releasing. There we go. All right, yeah, here we go. Now, now, a, a fire tunnel. Some of you have maybe never done a fire tunnel. A fire tunnel is a, you got a, two rows of people facing each other, and, and they create a tunnel. There, there's a, a space about this far apart from each other, and, and they create a tunnel. Like, this would be one side. You can just lay hands on me. Just kind of pretend. Yeah, yeah. So you walk, you, you walk by them. And so when I first saw, when I first saw a fire tunnel, I was troubled and uncomfortable. I said, this can't, I said, I said this can't be God. And, and so, and, but what I found out, what I found out was, was, uh, was, was that actually, actually it was powerful. And so the job, the job of the people in the tunnel, the jo their, their job, and I know you guys are focused on what I'm saying, and I appreciate it, their job is to release glory. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, you got it? Yeah, the tunnel people, they're, they're not, it's not a prophesying tunnel or a parking tunnel where people just park for five minutes by somebody and get a word. You don't need to run through the tunnel, but if you can just kind of keep moving. And, and the people who are making the tunnel, they pray over you, they release glory, and you're just kind of walking through. You got this, Megan? Yeah, you just kind of walk through. Yeah, you kind of walk through. And it, I've, I've really found this out. And this is, this, what's your name again? Oh, that's right, Amy. Yeah, Amy, you know what I found out, Amy? Well, I found out as you, as you walk through the tunnel and you receive by faith and not feelings, good things can happen. That's, that's good stuff. So... Um, what we're going to do, and it's a great way to become childlike, and some people won't make it through the tunnel, need a spiritual tow truck, <laughs> tow them out. Others, you won't feel anything at all. And let's just laugh at this. If you don't feel anything, that means nothing's happening. Ha ha. Ha ha. Let's give an extra laugh on that one. Ha ha. So 
our team is going to help. Jim, are you able to give any guidance? <laughs> yeah, we need a team member. We need some of your guys to be part of the tunnel. Yeah, so you, Sean, you help with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I guess our staff, why don't we come forward? And then Steve's staff, come on forward. Okay, so we can have some fire tunnel music. And so what we'll do is uh, we'll just all kind of dismiss you guys to come o over here around this way and walk through the tunnel. And when you walk through the tunnel, you can just...